You say that, but the have you yeah. any of you watched Afterlife? Um, that's filmed in Hemel, and that looks Is pretty it? nice. Yeah, mate. Afterlife had one of the best scenes that I've ever seen on television. This third series, it was brilliant. No, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just saying it was when you see the scene, when you when you watch the series, see if you can guess the scene that I think is the best, one of the best ever to have had on television. I have to prepare myself for that shit. It's so dope, but you've got to be mentally strong. Yeah, I does, can't... does it involve a cactus plant? Uh, well, <laughs> no, that is funny, but it, no, it doesn't. No, <laughs> okay. no, it doesn't. <laughs> p.m. This is the best podcast in sliced bread. This is the Long Snapper podcast. I'm Adam. It's a full house. How about that? Mark's here. Hi, Mark. Hello. Um, Russ is here. Hello, Russ. Hi. Pat. Hello, Pat. How's Uh, it going? (laughs) Craig is here. Hi, Craig. Hello, mate. And leaving the... Well, just leaving Rich till last, really. Hi, Rich. (laughs) All right. Um, that took too long. Um, let's get straight on with it. Um, yeah, we've got some, we've got some games to talk about. I guess if we have to, um, we might we might come to that. We've we've had the divisional round, which I guess you would say eclipsed the wildcard round. Um, there were yeah. probably, I mean, there were four games that came down to the final play to decide. So I guess you'd say that's good. Um, two of them were defensive games. Two of them were very much offensive games. Um, but we'll get into all that. Obviously, we will start with a quiz. Five of you to deal with. Um, <laughs> I know you're going to hate me, but I'm bringing back Pointless. Um, but, Russ, after all your dissent um, a couple of weeks ago... All right. I have actually sort of sourced the arbitrary scores. I've based them on most guest answers on a, a sporkle quiz and I've kind of tweaked it. Um, so you can't come back with your, oh, you've made that answer up. <laughs> also, for another recent dissenter, Craig, um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna snake this again. Um, we'll maybe, we'll do three, I think three rounds each, that should, that should do it. Um, but it's up to you which order of the five you'd like to go because then you've got no there's no recourse then um, you can't accuse me of um, bias or you know white privilege or any of that blatant racism <laughs> <laughs> Adam Adam I refuse see this is the problem this is the problem we have have I gone too far you're yeah yeah why is, is this not reverse why, racism? Yeah, why is, always, why, is, why is our job to fix it, Adam? Come up with a solution and implement the solution. I'm tired. It's weird because it feels like he'd literally come up with a solution and was implementing it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Can't win, man. Uh, There's an awful lot of criticism of people who never come up with quizzes, by the way. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, that's true. That. Who never comes up with quizzes? <laughs> <laughs> It's too busy winning. An annual quiz, and it is coming up pretty soon. We're very excited. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. Um, well, if you won't answer, Craig, I'm going to make you go first. Um, I would have gone third. You would have gone third. See, third. it's too much pressure now. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like this one bit. <laughs> Tell you what, give me a five in order. It's entirely up to you. Nah, nah, fuck all that. 
<laughs> this is such a setup. <laughs> right, you go third then. Mark, Pat, Craig, Russ, Rich. That's the order. Um, pointless, you know the format. Um, but the question is, um, based on the fact that, I mean, Tom Brady may have played his last career playoff game. We don't know. Um, but you're going to have to name quarterbacks that he has played a playoff game against in his career. Um, so, yeah, Mark, kick us off. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, but avoidance of doubt, that does include Super Bowls. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Is, is this the same one for... Like, is it going to be the same question for every round? Or is yeah, 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 yeah. Same question for the whole thing. I haven't um, done that much work. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Uh, that is absolutely correct. Uh, it scores you 28. They did play, play in two <laughs> Super Bowls, I think. That's a really shit start, then. <laughs> At least one Super Bowl they played in. Uh, Pat, you're up next. Ooh, what about Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning? Wow, that, I mean, that's not going to win you anything. 82 points for Peyton Manning. And Craig, third, as promised. This is going to sound mad, mad, like, set up. As you was explaining, Jesse was texting me because he's getting dropped home for football. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'd really, I had really hoped that by the time it got to me, I'd worked out what the question was. But <laughs> they were just naming quarterbacks. So no, normally, when you don't listen, you don't come up with an excuse. <laughs> this is new. <I> know. <laughs> you just confused not to be shouted at, Adam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, sorry, sorry, tell me. So, I, okay, you are naming quarterbacks that Tom Brady has played a playoff game against in his career. Okay. Or Super Bowl. Which, I the, and I want the least. You want, uh, you want the most obscure answers, answer you can get. Obviously, an incorrect answer would score you 100 points. Uh, let's go with Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Um, again, um, reasonably popular. 43 points for Joe Flacco. Oh. Um, better than Pat's, but worse than Mark's. Uh, Russ, it's over to you. Um, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is correct for 48. <laughs> slightly, slightly more popular than Joe Flacco, it would seem. Um, Rich, you can give two answers. I am going to go with the desperate hope that this is an old quiz and say Matthew Stafford uh, yeah that, that I've, ad- I've adapted things there um, Matt Stafford will score you 76 points I hopefully bastard. people will have remembered <laughs> the game that just happened <laughs> <laughs> well my hope was that it was an old sporkle quiz and I'd get away with it but apparently not if it was an old sporkle quiz Matt Stafford wouldn't be a correct answer uh, just, just saying <laughs> we would now yeah, I, yeah. Um, give a give. <laughs> I'm not not blaming anyone but you here. Um, give us another answer. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, I can't think of anyone, and I'm not going to win. So let's go, Eli Manning. I mean, that is someone. Uh, that scores you 65. Uh, Russ, back to you. Um, Andrew Luck. Luck, is it? Half decent answer. 18 points. 
Uh, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, you didn't I, say I, it. I, I, pretty, I like it. I like it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, You're not winching now. It's in your favour, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Sanchez. Oh, there we go. Um, I can't believe it took you to the second round to to get him. Nine points for you, Craig. Notorious, he kicked his ass, bro. Absolutely. In Foxborough, I think, as well. Uh, Pat, your second go. I don't know why I didn't do this the first fucking round. Blake Bortles. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Ten points for Blake Bortles. Well done. Right, Mark. I'm quite pleased with this answer. Um, I think this was the Janet Jackson boobs felt falling out game. <laughs> Um, it was the Super Bowl against the Carolina Panthers, and I'm going to go Jake Delon. Yes, 12 points. Well done. I'm, I'm going to take an impulse decision to add another round. This is quite quick. Um, yeah. This is quite fun. You're going to have to two more rounds, um, starting again with you. Oh, Christ. Um, I was quite pleased with that answer. I'm not going to use that anymore. Um, <laughs> I may regret go. this when the Arctic runs a bit dry. Um... I can't remember if he played him or not. I'm, I'm basically I'm trying to think of like early 2000s players that he would have played at the start of his career. Um, I can't remember if it was definitely him or not, but I think there's a chance. I'm going to say Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon is on the list. Six <laughs> points. Very well done. Um, I think you, despite having had one more turn, you might be in the lead. You've got 46. Pat's on 92. Craig on 52. Russ, 66. Rich, 141. Um, Pat, your next go, please. Well, let's stick to the theme established in the last round and go David Garrard. Absolutely. One point. That's a Yeah. Oh, 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 nice. <laughs> Craig. Oh. Going with Bowles. Um, I mean, it's correct. It's 48 points. Um, quite a famous Super Bowl, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know if it's NFC. Oh, they played against the Super Bowl last year. 
Well, no. An NFC Championship game last year. Championship game. Yes, that's right. Craig, your final guess. You could definitely still win. There are some there are some obscure is, gettable answers here. I've, I've got one that I want to find two. out afterwards how much he how what he would be because I I've think got, he played him. I've got two and it's just so annoying because I don't giving you that last question I don't know how you're gonna pitch it. Um, <laughs> and there's one and there's one that always there's one answer that always comes up on the quiz and I don't know if it's right but there's one that I know is right but I don't know how you're gonna score it and it's so <laughs> frustrating. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with what has to be right. Um, McNabb. McNabb is correct. What, Andy McNabb? It's <laughs> <laughs> better with every read. Uh, Andy, uh, Andy McNabb, Donald McNabb, gets you 16. It was a Super Bowl, but it, as you say, a very long time ago. Um, Pat, your final guess. So that, Craig... that, that puts me out, does it? No, I, that, no, well, it depends what... Uh, you're ahead of Russ, so you're on 116. Pat is on 93. Oh, so I need what? Relatively 23 or less. Um, I'm going to but... go for your friend and mine, Chad Pennington. Pennington. <laughs> yes, that puts you into the lead, as it were, with three points for Chad. Um, I, I'm guessing that was that the one you were thinking of, Craig. Literally. <laughs> I thought it might have been. Uh, finally, Mark, I think you... Yeah, Pat got 96, you were 46, you need 49 or fewer points to win. Um, but give us something of skill, because you're better than that. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow, <laughs> yes. Scores you four points and gets you some music. Well done, sir. You didn't tell us tight ends counted, Adam. <laughs> and, and I would argue Tim Tebow is way more known than Donovan McNabb. I mean, other than other, other than uh, Stafford and Hurts, who he's just played, it was based on like the order of scores were based on the guess how people had guessed it on that scoreboard quiz. Um, but yeah, they, there were some answers. I mean, answers. You, nobody said Big Ben. That was a big scorer. Um, Seventy-one. Alex Smith for eleven. We've had Drew Brees for fifty-nine. Jalen Hurts sixty-two. Jared Goff, 22, Matt Ryan, 31, Patrick Mahomes, 78, Russell Wilson, 37, um, but some lower scores. Did I say Alex Smith for 11? 11. Yeah. Brock Osweiler for one point. Mm-hmm. Matt Schaub. Uh, Matt Schaub would have scored you one. Uh, Marcus Mariota, five. Uh, Steve McNair, two. Taylor Heineke, 15. Uh, you, know when, you know Marcus Mariota for five? He was what I was thinking coming in for Tannehill. Uh, no, he against... didn't. Different games. Different. They played. In... Was it not? They, played they not played the same game. No, okay. no. Um, I mean, he uh, he may have he may have had a play in that game, but he played him a couple of years earlier. Uh, pointless answers. There were three of them. Um, one of whom I suspect we're going to talk about a bit later. Um, aren't we, Pat? Oh, are we? Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich was a pointless mm. answer, as was Jake Plummer, as was Cordell Stewart. There you go. Wow. Oh, I didn't Good even remember answers. us making the playoffs with Byron. I assume it was you. Unless he did it anywhere else. It would have been yeah, I think it would have been. Anyway, there you go. Um Tom Brady played a, has played a lot of playoff games. That's what that tells us. Maybe no more. But uh, we will see. Um, let's start in the NFC this week. 
um, because I want to put off any AFC chat as long <laughs> as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> we'll start in Lambeau and what proved to be a bit of a snowy game, not a sort of heavy snow that it massively affect things in a silly way, but I think it did it did make the field a bit slippy and perhaps slow the offences down a bit as we as we alluded to. Rich, I guess I guess we have to hear from you. Um <laughs> knock yourself out. Yeah. Um I mean you told me it was ridiculous that Green Bay's offence wouldn't work in this one, but no one's offence worked in this one. Uh after the first drive, I was pretty unhappy about how it had gone particularly after uh, the Niners stalled out very quickly as well. Uh, but then we got a forced fumble on their second uh, on Mercedes Lewis by Fred Warner. And then they only got seven more first downs, five of which were on their field goal drive. That's how awful the offenses were in this game. And I know defense wins championships, but you need some kind of offense. And it didn't look like either side were going to really generate anything here. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of players who are going to be very excited to be playing in warm conditions next week. Um, we sort of wasted good Jimmy. We got him early on, and we got two drops. Kittle with an inexplicable one, and then Juwan Jennings on the same drive. And then after that, it all just sort of dried up. Um, I don't think it was as bad as people suggested. If you compare how Aaron Rodgers was, it just seemed like a bad game to be involved with if you were trying to play offense um yeah not the most exciting game of the weekend probably good that we're getting out of the way to start with until right at the end yeah what an end it was yeah um i mean that when i mean i mean a a pump block touchdown is (laughs) is just thrilling at the best at the worst of times but Wow, what, what a time to do that. Not just that, the blocked field goal at the end of the first half where it felt like going in 10 nothing down would almost have killed us. Um, and on their field goal drive, stopping them at that point. Because I, I genuinely, for a long time in this game, could not see where the Niners were going to score points. And it turns out the way we're going to score points is by trapping them on the six-yard line, making them punt and then blocking it. And as as someone who's for whose team a 10-point lead being insurmountable is very relatable. <laughs> I think uh, it's it's surprising that two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers didn't have an answer to a little bit of snow, to be honest, given all his experience. Well, I, <clears> I maybe made myself look silly because I, I laughed at the <laughs> suggestion that the weather might suit the 49ers. I, I, don't, I don't actually think that's the reason for the result. Um, but seeing Aaron Rodgers struggle a little bit, that caught me unawares. My, I don't know that I necessarily argued that case as well as I thought I should have done, which is it was more that it was likely to be a low-scoring game with the defences on top, and that's where it felt like we could at least stay in it rather than them just marching off into the distance, which, if it was a shootout, we weren't going to keep up. Yeah, I think the Niners' defence has looked good, continues to look good. Um I think it it was one of them games that it's a real difficult one when I think for Green Bay in in that at the end of the second quarter you're not leagues ahead but there's no way you can see how the Niners can beat you so it's almost it's a tricky situation to be in you you can either go for it or sort of hold hold back 
and you're kind of just playing almost too safe. But six minutes left in the second, and Niners had like minus 10 yards of offense. Right. <laughs> Jimmy G, 0 for 4 with three sacks. Like, they looked dreadful. It was a... The Niners defense keeping them in it, and I said it before this week, I cannot believe Jimmy G is still in, in, in staying in football games. I, I just think you've got such a good defense. There's You've got Debo uh, playing out of his skin every single week, offering the difference every week. Ah, uh, oh, mate. I, but it's, you, it's that, you, it's, it's, don't give Niners don't, good. Niners could win the Super Bowl. That defense nah. is what deserves all of the. I mean, Debo's ooh, Debo, ooh. but that that yeah. defense. I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't as if it's four inches of snow on the ground or no, like ridiculous deep. conditions. It's not as if it's a conditions that Aaron Rodgers isn't familiar with or the Packers aren't familiar with. That for the first drive they scored a touchdown and it looked easy. And you, I, I expected a very very different game from that point. Um, I, but yeah, they just they just stopped them repeatedly. It's just incredible. The the this is one of the reasons why I argued for D'Amico Ryan's um in coordinator. I really did feel the, it after this game. <laughs> the immediate adjustment. So look, previously with Salah, he's good at adjusting, but tends to do tended to do it at half time. Ryan's, as soon as they put together that first set of that first drive, changed stuff up and made it much harder for them to just constantly throw the ball to Devonte Adams and they carved us up doing that in that first drive it looked like it was just an unstoppable play and we took that away for pretty much the rest of the game admittedly they were hurt by um AJ Dillon going down in that first half seemed to really hurt their run game because Aaron Jones was getting some of it done but AJ Dillon I'd forgotten how bigger guy he is when you see him running in those conditions he just a bowling he's, he's ball. Like, he's like Derek Henry sort of size. I mean, he yeah. probably isn't quiet, but uh, not as he's not as dynamic as Derek Henry. But he's certainly got that. Yeah, but you don't want to tackle him. You people in that way, do you? take him yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there was you talk about Dylan. There was a play at the end of the second quarter, um, to Jones. It was a, a big play which put Green Bay in field goal position. Yeah. And if I'm a Green Bay fan, I'm furious because he doesn't go out of bounds. And he stays in. He could easily step out of bounds and save that timeout. And you give yourself a chance of making that a touchdown instead of a field goal. And I think that that makes things very, very different going into the second half. So, like, while it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Packers offense should definitely play better. We cannot, cannot take away how good that Niners defense played and how, you know, the flow of the game, I think, definitely benefited them. Um, momentum swung at the right time for the Niners. And and that defence is legit, real, for real, for real. But I just still can't get over Jimmy G, man. If I'm a Niners fan, I do not want to see him lace anything up ever again. It's killing, is it? Not? I, 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 I just can't. I'm so surprised. I, I'm, I just don't get it. Well, well, we'll, we'll look ahead in a bit to... How he and the Niners might fare against against the Rams. Uh, before we before we move away from this game, um, Rich, I've, yeah, so you wanted to say something else? Uh, you might be going on to this anyway. I wanted to go back to the block punt. Okay, no, I wasn't. It was, I wasn't. But it was actually quite comedic watching it because Willis gets a hand on it, which was a brilliant play, and it sort of pings up in the air. And because it was quite snowy at that point, 
it looked like every single player on the pitch was just had their head on a swivel trying to work out where the bloody hell the ball had gone. Mm. And you you see it come down and it well, hits it went the ground. Sideways, kind of, didn't it? Yeah, sort of sideways and, and just a bit out, but in the region of about three Niners players with no Green Bay players near it. And it hits the ground and you can see Hufunga just immediately locks in on where he's just heard the ball land, goes and scoops and scores. And they didn't have anyone near it, but it's just this comedy thing of everyone. And I'm screaming at the telly, because you can see it on the TV, but they clearly couldn't see it on the on the thing. Just to <laughs> somebody go and get it. It's it's all us. There's no green in there. And I'd have been furious if someone had appeared out of nowhere and just scooped it up for them. It's a pity the pigskin's not white. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or, it's a, or it's fortunate it's not, I should say. Um no, what I wanted to mention before we moved on was um, Aaron Rodgers. Now, 38 years old, all sorts of rumours about what he might do. I mean, he might he might retire. Perhaps he should retire. Um, but where, where, what, what's he doing now? I just want to say one quick thing on Rodgers. No QB has ever lost four times to the same team in the playoffs until now. There's something he just can't get over that 49ers hump. And it doesn't seem to matter who we put up against him. I love it. Jim Kelly lost to Troy Aikman 47 times. That's that's nonsense. <laughs> uh, he's uh, Aaron Rodgers is quoted as saying that there's so many guys are up or on the brink. I've lots, There's lots of decisions to be made. Yep. And I don't want to be part of a rebuild if I'm going to keep playing. Mm-hmm. The, Packers oh, are 40, the Packers are $45 million over the cap going into the season. They're fucked. They need a complete rebuild. And Aaron Rodgers has seemingly got absolutely no interest in staying there because you know, at the minute they don't have the money to pay for any of their stars. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. He's not good. Uh, if he's leaving Green Bay, he's not going to go to anybody who isn't a contender. And, and, and it seems silly that you're like you're, you're discussing the Packers as being someone who's in need of a rebuild. When you look at their regular season record, it's it's unbelievable over the last two or three years. Whatever happens to them in the playoffs, I've no idea. And I think you've got to start questioning Matt Lafleur from that point of view. Brilliant regular season record, but getting to the games where it actually matters, and he can't get it done. Um, He's not as alone for, in that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's fucking true. Um, as as for Rogers, I I see him starting next season for someone that he deems to be a contender. Yeah, it's interesting that Rogers says, "Oh, I don't want to be part of a rebuild," because when you insist on being paid as handsomely as he insists on being paid, you hamstring <laughs> your team and force that sort of thing to happen. Like, much as I don't like to credit Tom Brady, he does at least allow his team to build the high level of quality around him which you know didn't get him anywhere further than Rodgers got this season but it's an example that you can help your team more than just your play that's a really good point and I'd be really furious as a Packers fan if he takes a pay cut somewhere else to join a a contender when he hasn't been willing to do that to enable Green Bay to put even more talent around him don't you think that whole thing? I mean, I don't want to. We've got loads to talk about, so I, 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 I'm aware that we're getting sidetracked. But don't you think it's a weird thing, given the amount of time he's been there, that it's just they've never kind of figured it out? It's never been, uh, and like, given his what's he had, well, his whole career there, it, it, it's never good. You never, it's hard to cherish it. Do you know what I'm saying? He, he weren't fabric, people still 
they, they won that when, they won that just... Super Bowl all those years ago. It was the first of many, wasn't it? Everyone yeah, thought that was, that was it was just like turning gonna be turning on a tap and they've never been back. And they just and they just never got it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed yeah. the last dance. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, oh. that's the thing. You you've only got to look at some of the stuff that's come out over the last couple of seasons of how grumpy he's been and how he just seems to have been a bit off. And obviously we see a different Aaron Rodgers in the media versus what you'd see in the locker room. But you do wonder whether there's a little bit of a personality thing that has meant that that's, you know, almost a negative trait in the playoffs for them. And they have had some immensely talented teams in that time. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, I think I can't recall any point since that Super Bowl that like he hasn't had top level receivers. Um, I can recall a couple, like maybe the odd few years here yeah, and there where he hasn't had a running after, game. But... After Jordy Nelson, he hasn't really had, like Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. That was the true receiving call. After that, it's just been Devontae Adams in fairness. But I don't think it's he... been much of a gap because they had what Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. Have yeah. been around? I think it would. Back, I'm guessing they won a Super Bowl with him, but and then then they had Jordy Nelson. Yeah, and, uh, Devontae Adams probably overlapped. It's it's I think yeah, may, maybe one or two years max without those top receivers around him. And perhaps times that their defense hasn't been all that, but you don't feel that's held them back. I, I don't know. It's a it's a strange one. If I'm a Broncos fan, I'm getting very excited during this off season. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there'll be the other thing will be how good a fit between him and any potential head coach. Um, that's a, that's going to be a key he, dynamic. He's clearly not the easiest guy to work with, is he? And nah, like, there's nah. been plenty coach and head coach that have said that in the past. Other players have said that. So that you do, I think you do have to question at this age. Yeah, you can bring him into your your club, but. Is is the baggage that comes with? Is he toxic enough to make it worth it from a personality point of view? Just I think put him it's on different. the same plane as Nate Hackett. That's fine. <laughs> I, I think, think it's different. Do. Sorry, Russ. Go on, Rachel. Go. I was going to say, I think it's different if you know he's coming in for a year or two, and you think you can win the Super Bowl with the guy, and you've not had to put up with him for two decades. That That's helps. a very different situation to the Green Bay. Potentially, but you you look at you look at landing spots. I mean, if he does go, Miami, Denver, you mentioned. Now, Denver could put themselves in a very Bengals-like position. If they find a young QB, maybe not draft or if they can get a hold of somebody to take that, somebody like, you know, maybe slightly younger than, than, than Rogers, someone like Wilson or, you know, Watson, if he comes back into the league, then... Yeah. Denver have got a young, um, up-and-coming um, offense that they can take inspiration from the Bengals. I don't think Roger Rogers even going there for one or two seasons makes them a viable prospect for a ring. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. We will find out. We will find out. And... He also, I quite enjoyed him being on the Pat McAfee show after this game and complaining that loads of people wanted them to lose because the, because of his vaccination status. And I, I remember listening to that thinking, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's true or not, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be for some people. Right, uh, the, the Niners are going to face the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game, having, well, 
it looked like they were sweeping aside the Bucks. Go um, on, but... Matty Stafford. What a guy. <laughs> elite. <laughs> elite, Craig. But it didn't... Elite. Craig, your, your man, Tom Brady, had a little bit of life left in him. Yeah, man. Uh, them's the breaks. That's how football goes. Look, we, um, we talked about the challenge for the Bucks defence needing to have impact, right? If the Rams' offence get in rhythm, um, they're really, really hard to stop. They're so, so efficient. It is... It is it is impressive watching what he does. Um, they, it, it, it's so simple but so varied, and he's got really really good players who get the system. Cooper Cup is top 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 draw. Um, you know, if Devonte Adams is the best pure receiver, best pure athlete in the NFL, Cooper Cup is the best route runner, no doubt about it. Um, so. Look, they got it going, got it moving. Um, you, you, you saw a few mistakes. The fumble, huge for the Rams. Um, but the, the Bucks getting it going late, that defence trying to step up and Tom Brady always giving his team a chance. And, you know, this is, this is, a, this is not a... This is not a... I, I, don't, I don't see any criticism here of Tom Brady. He had a, a modest stat line, but if you watched the game, you saw the impact he had. He gave his team a chance. And sometimes... It doesn't go for you. Um, so all credit to the Rams, and I see Brady being back next year. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's likely. Sorry, Adam. We yeah, we just talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, Brady. Well, I don't think Brady's going to go anywhere else. Um, if, if he's back next year, he's he's still at the Bucks, right? Um, I mean that that would be crazy even for him to try <laughs> try and start something somewhere else. No, he, he the way the way he he plays and the the way that offense is built he literally could sit in a chair and throw passes <laughs> um and like we we saw at times the rams got pressure and it was hard for him and at times they couldn't get pressure and it was easy for him that's that's how it's been his whole career but it's got to like it's he gets rid of the ball even quicker than he used to because he's he's older and he they he has to um, and it's just down to split seconds as to whether the defense can get there or not. And if they can't, he'll eat you up, and he still can. He's always there, been there one was... for getting the ball out as early as possible, hasn't he? That's that's been his thing for a long time. He knows he's not mobile, um, and th- their play is designed around him getting the ball out in under a second and a half. And he's very, very, very good at that. And they've got an offense that's designed to to take advantage of of that skill set. There was a very clear shift in approach from the Bucks through the middle of that third quarter where they really started looking towards Scotty Miller. He really stepped up. They moved yep. away from Evans. They set up, they almost set up that touchdown for Evans perfectly by, by using Miller. Um, he stopped going to Gronk. He went to Bray a couple of times and, and they almost lured the Rams into a false sense of security, but let's put it right. The Acres fumble just on the last possession before the half and the Cup fumble, the first possession of the second half, which was arguably a 14-point swing. Yeah. Because if they'd had scored, that puts them 34-3 up at halftime. Or if they hadn't have fumbled, it wasn't going back to 27-10. Mm. Straight it, away. It didn't in, stop in there either, field. did it? 
No, no, it didn't. And and that fumble right at the end by Acres, you know, when they could have run the clock down, you just had that feeling. Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna get it done. They're gonna do it again. And when they pulled them all in for the what was it, fourth and one or fourth and inches for the sneak, and then they just ran four net in on the outside run. That was you know that was a cl- such a clever was, play. It was so, it wasn't such a clever play because everybody thought they're just gonna sneak it, they're gonna run the clock down, and they're gonna they're gonna get it in. But. You well, we were saying to. it on the, the space that we had. We were like, it's just, oh, um, Brady, just, he sneaks. That's what yeah. he does. He's the I'm best. Not, he's the I'm best. not okay with clever plays on fourth and one anymore. <laughs> two <laughs> fucking terrible ones the last two weeks. Well, but, yeah, but it's, it's all right when it works. With, with however many seconds remaining, you've got to hand it to Stafford and to Cup for pulling that play out yes he you know bust the coverage whatever he pulled it out when it mattered and he got them into field goal range and he killed it and you know coming from from the middle of that third quarter I mean up until then not scoring a um you know many points in the in the in the heart in the second half in total you're thinking can the Rams get going again from this can they actually start again and the composure and fair play to him, he absolutely did it. What annoyed me was that when the Rams got the lead that they got, and then they stopped playing their offense, they like Sean McVay for whatever reason totally went away from what had got them into that position. And as soon as they suddenly had to go back into it again, the Bucks D couldn't live with it. Um, it was like it was pissing me off, and even the commentators, Troy Aitman, saying. Why aren't you just playing your offense? Play what's got you to this position and made you good. Got, I think they got the jitters with those turnovers. Yeah, well, quite, pos- yeah, quite possibly. But and the know, problem, you... problem is, it was when you're fumbling the ball. Rather, like throwing interceptions is one thing. Like yeah. you can you can say, well, we'll keep the ball on the ground, play it conservative. But if you're suddenly fumbling the football, like nothing feels safe. <laughs> you start to you start to question everything. In a weird way, I do think this for the rest of the playoffs actually plays positively for the Rams because having given up that lead to then get yourselves over the line, settle everything down, you can sort of reset and move forward rather than, you know, it, it almost puts them in a more positive mind. I mean, obviously you'd ideally you'd want to absolutely stomp all over the bucks and take a massive, massive win into the next round, but at least you can have that like, yep, we got it done. We can get this shit done when we need to sort of mindset. Yeah, that, uh, there'll be some heads bashed together about some of the things that happen. You know, silly little thing like the snap that went over Stafford's head or not even over his head wide of him. And like, just uh, the stuff like silly mistakes like that. Um, Sean McVay, I'm sure, will tighten things up um, with some of these things. Um, sometimes it isn't the worst thing. Ironically, it's having heads bashed that started Cam Akers fumbling in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Rams must think all their Christmases are coming at once uh, with that uh, well, as, with that result in Lambeau. Um, they would much rather have well, anyone at home than have to go there in the championship game. Um, Russ, how do, you, how do you see the Niners going down to LA? Is, is it as easy as it should be on paper or will the, the head-to-head recency affect things? Um, obviously, having a divisional game, <clears throat> in in the championship game is 
massive. There is recency. I mean, Rich, you've beaten the the Rams what the last three or four times on the bounce. Six, six in a row. Well, there you go, six in a row. So they're gonna have, but they've got they they're too good, and with the greatest of respect, the Niners are not other than you know the the defense. They're not going to worry them on offense. Um, I think that there are too many options on the Rams' offense for the Niners to cover them all. And I think that the OBJ signing for the Rams, he showed that he showed actually at the weekend what what he can what he can do. And he seems to be a real key piece. And you know, I did mention it on the space with regards to when Robert Woods got injured, like a week or two weeks after he arrived and you're like, Oh God, what's going to happen? And he's just stepped right into that wide receiver too. Um, but they, Cam Akers has got to keep hold of the football. Um, if he can keep hold of the football, I think the Rams win it comfortably. It's interesting you say that because they lost to the 49ers in week 18. And granted, I guess the Rams were already in, so they were maybe being a little bit conservative and making sure they avoided injuries, but their starters basically all played. And it was almost a pre-playoff game for the Niners in that if they lost it, they were already, they were eliminated pre-postseason. That's an awkward way to say it, but I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> so I don't see any reason why we shouldn't repeat that, aside from the fact that it feels like the Rams have better momentum coming into it and they have less injury attrition than the Niners, I think, throughout the playoffs, which is the biggest concern for me. Six that's, six on the bounce. That streak just, has got to go at some point. That's my concern. Is six. <laughs> Everyone's talking about, oh, we've got the Rams number. I'm like, those streaks end at some point and an NFC Championship game is not where I want it to end. Pat has made the point that I'm most worried about, which is we've just kept picking up all these niggling injuries and to pretty important key players and that's my biggest concern the rams don't seem to have had so much of an injury you know so much of an injury concern going into this and we match up well with them our run game matches up really nicely against what their defense does badly and so that's where i've gone into the last two games going into against dallas i was com- i was confident that we could give them a good game and probably beat them. If we played well, we'd beat them. Going into Green Bay, it was more in hope than expectation. And (laughs) this one sort of feels the same. It's a little bit dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) The thing thing with the Rams is that, Pat, you alluded to the game, the win over um, or the the defeat to the 49ers. In that game, as much as they did the the game against the Bucks, they led 17-0 against the Niners at one point. They were leading comfortably against the Buccaneers and very nearly threw that away. I feel like that's the thing that they're going to have to get right. They just need to stop chucking away massive leads by stop doing what they're doing that gets them into that position in the first place. I I think that the Niners match up really well against the Rams. I think that the Niners have a really diverse run game. And when you've got that dangerous front, you need to be able to run both inside and out. I also think that they've got very physical run blocking, not just on the offensive line, but receivers as well. When you consider Greg Kittle, uh, Greg Kittle, Debo Samuel, 
George Kittle. George Kittle. <laughs> who, who, who did I say? Greg, Greg, Greg is good as well. Greg is good. Um, George Kittle. I mean, so it makes me laugh because yeah, the guy, I've forgotten which media guy it was, called Harold Landry, Greg Landry. Um, and <laughs> Titans fans, are just it's, he's, he's now Greg. It's just his nickname. I think Gerg <laughs> Jernings has called him Greg Kittle a couple of times. Oh, almost uh, certainly. Almost certainly. Um, so, yeah, I do. I think they match up well. I And I, oh, I really do think... I, I cannot see the Niners playing every week with no yards in the first half and not making the change. And I think that it, it's going to offer something. Is That change is going to offer a spark, going to offer even, you know, we've seen these new offences when they have, we haven't seen them play and, you know, quarterbacks come in and opposing defences aren't quite ready for it. And I think it will make a difference. I just cannot, I think that they match up really, really well. But if a Ram, a good Rams team, the efficient Rams team, we know we're going to put points on the board. It's going to be so so difficult if they don't get a spark on offense. That's I, cool. I, I see that move happening. That's absolutely key. Is the first couple of drives for the Niners? We have to get some points out of them. Otherwise, if we get in a hole, I. I don't know that we can come back in the same way we did in week 18. We have really struggled uh, to keep offensive line healthy for the last month. And it is a concern. How the bottom line is you are not going to beat them 13, 10. Um, exactly. They'll be very different conditions. But, but if you, um, if you go 20 do nil down, if you go 20 nil down, you ain't coming back from it. No, if and you go 20 nil down, that's ideal. Cause then we will come back is if we're constantly trailing by 10. <laughs> just keeping pace is harder than the comeback it can be um all right quick quick straw poll on the on the result here um well i i will i mean it's it wouldn't just that the six in a row factor and it, it wouldn't shock me and the niners have just defied everybody the last few weeks but i'm still picking the rams at home um mark um i i've been back and forth but i'm still i'm going with the niners Oh, okay. Craig? New QB, Niners. <laughs> I doubt it will be a new QB. Um, <laughs> wow, this is uh, taking a turn. Pat? Based on what we've seen from them in the playoffs so far, I think the Rams will take it. I'm not happy about that, but I think they will. Okay. I'm not going to get to you last, Rich, um, but we'll, uh, we'll go next. Uh, Head says Rams, heart says Niners. <sighs> I genuinely think it could be really tight. I'm going to... Logically, the Rams. I want it to be the Niners. Russ? It's a good, good head decision there, Rich. Craig and Mark, you are absolutely mental if you think the Niners <laughs> are winning this game. Should we have a tenner on it? I will take a tenner <laughs> off you all day. You can add it to the 50 quid that both of you are going to owe me when Ronaldo doesn't score 20, 20 Premier League goals. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I actually yeah. here's a funny story. I went back through the Twitter, the uh, through the Twitter, through the WhatsApp the other day, and starred those messages, so I still got them. Perfect. No, good. I'm good. Uh, Ronnie's obviously has caught any mate. That is it. He is. He is absolutely he, not. He on? He must be on fourteen. No, eight, eight from seventeen games. <laughs> he knows. He knows. All right. I think yeah. All on competitions then. Yeah, all competitions. Thank you. But the bet was Premier League. It was. It definitely yeah, was. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried. Uh, anyway, we've picked the we've picked the Rams in this one overall. Um, but yeah, I think I think the balance of the number of people saying each team feels about feels about right. You could see, you could see you could see an upset. Um, 
I guess we have to talk about the AFC. I was going to say, is that it? Any of business? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll do it. Thanks for coming, everyone. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to happy to do that. Oh, um, Mark looks like he's dropped. Oh no, he's just frozen. <laughs> like that advert um, with the the woman in the kitchen with her cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's, he can't hold it for long. That part. you have to breathe. That's oh, horrible. horrible. You have to breathe. <laughs> Well, we'll start. We'll start with my debacle, shall we? As it was first chronologically. Uh, um, I mean, how on earth, How the fuck did you lose this game, mate? It's. I mean, I, we 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 sacked Joe Burrow nine times. Nine times. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a stat. In NFL history, teams that have sacked the opposition quarterback nine times and have stopped them scoring twenty points. One hundred percent. Uh, well, not quite. Um, Seattle, Seattle managed to win a game against the Chiefs in 1990, um, where that happened. Um, there are literally 160 other games that went the other way in NFL history. Um, the, it's such a shame because our our defensive front, I can't remember seeing them so dominant. Oh, well, I mean, arguably the, the game against the Rams were similar um, earlier in the season, which is interesting angle um, with what's coming up there but it was so just that's how to deal with Joe Burrow and the Bengals blimey I mean we just we took took the I mean Chase had one long play but that wasn't a deep ball that was he escaped a tackle it was a actually a almost a, a bad a throw yeah yeah a bad <laughs> throw which that beat the cornerback yeah and that beat Christian Fulton and, and he was away but we just we it was an excellent game plan on defense um, the problem was the other side of the ball, and ultimately, um, three interceptions. And that's that's what killed us. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even just that. I mean, the f- f- literally first play from scrimmage. Um, I kind of, I mean, I I'm gonna with the off season thing for the Titans is gonna be Ryan Tannehill. That's the big gonna be the big talking point. And yeah, I've got I've got some doubts. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he's. I think there are plenty worse quarterbacks in the league than him, um, but there are certainly better ones. And um, those kind of performances, you know, if Tannehill sticks around and we have a similar regular season and we get in the playoffs, it's going to be at the back of anyone. Well, not the back of everyone's minds, the front of everyone's minds, um, whether you have that repeated. Um, but what I didn't like was um, the offensive play calling. Um, and it's not the first time this season I've said this. First play of the game, you've got Derek Henry back. Like I get, I get the whole. The Bengals are going to be expecting big load, big chunks of heavy on the ground. So you you attack from the very first play. Um, but think about other things. Think about the level of the crowd noise, the level of the excitement, the atmosphere. How pumped up the players must be. How pumped up Tannehill must be. There's a bit of adrenaline. You want to you want to settle into a game like that. You don't want to be doing that in the first play. And that that was just that was just a metaphor for everything everything that happened. I felt like we didn't recover from that. I, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it just certain moments. I mean, Foreman got a big got a big run away in the second half, and suddenly you were ten yard line or goal to go. I can't remember. And then rather than just sticking with that or going over something simple, we just did this stupid bubble screen. Come on, Todd Downing, and just uh, sometimes. Sometimes doing what is expected works and it's okay. You don't have to be cute for the sake of it. Uh, but 
yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a, a perfect storm on that side of the ball, really. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing wrong with anything AJ Brown did, nothing wrong with Julio. Der- I mean, Derek Henry probably didn't look himself, but I didn't expect him to. Thought we perhaps should have used more form, but I don't think that changed the result. Um, ultimately, questionable play calling in key moments and a performance that wasn't good enough from Ryan Tannehill, ultimately. And that interception late on, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the, I didn't mind the clock management. The clock management was perfect because it was, right, if we get stopped or if something like that happens, you're not giving the Bengals very much time. We left the Bengals 20 seconds, which was enough. One, they, they only needed a field goal and and that was it. And it, such a shame. A guy like Jeffrey Simmons, who is the next Aaron Donald, honestly, um, and he is some some human being. I just, I, I mean, he deserved better. Um, uh, the Bengals, I mean, it. Fair play to them. From you, you expect the way they're going to beat the Titans is to have a huge game for Burrow and Chase, but they managed to get it done anyway. They managed to get it done on defense um, and did what they did what they had to do. They didn't make the mistakes that the Titans did. Burrow didn't fumble the ball on any of those nine sacks. You know, he didn't do anything anything silly. And it just it just you know the the one interception we did get wasn't his fault. Um, and yeah, just just one of those frustrating gut gut wrenching games ultimately. And yeah, there we are. I I do think first off we owe the Titans and Vrabel an apology as a podcast because last season we said Tomlin for our our vote for head coach and the Steelers immediately got dumped out of the playoffs and this year <laughs> we picked Vrabel. So sorry about that. Um, but we could have picked you, the Fleur. Yeah, right, yeah. should have done. Um, I do, I do think the biggest thing about this was it was, it felt set up for the Titans to get themselves over the line. It's one of those situations where you have got the plucky Bengals playing the number one seed Titans, who you know big expectations this season, and they stick around and stick in the game, and then with what two minutes forty left on the clock. Once once we leveled it up, I thought we were going to win. Right. The Titans get the ball. You've got two minutes 40 left. You've got drive down the field, leave yourself enough time for a field goal and kick that field goal and you're all good. And it was the brutal nature of that turnover. where I, I genuinely didn't see it coming. I genuinely was like, oh, this is going the Titans way. Now this, the flow of the game, everything tells you the Titans you know, just get this drive done. They they finally figured it out and they kick the field goal and they get the hell out of there and they move on. That was exactly where I was expecting. And then and then that happened. I was like, but then the other team just brutal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I picked the Titans to win this on the basis that they've had a week's rest. They're coming in fitter. The Bengals lost some of their important pass rush elements, and in the end, it was. Not that much of a surprise based on like the last quarter of the season when you've seen the Bengals gathering momentum and the Titans kind of stuttering and falling over the line. So it shouldn't have been as big a surprise as it was on the day. The fact that Burrow and uh, that like quartet of receivers that he's just meshing so nicely with took them uh, to the points they needed. Uh, but, they, but none of them did. That, that was the thing. None of them did much. 
it was their their performance defensively that people perhaps perhaps have overlooked. Maybe the Titans overlooked the Bengals defense. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was there was bad play <laughs> certainly contributed for sure. Um, one one moment, heart moaning, heartwarming moment that um, I very much enjoyed in a horrible moment at the end of the game was uh, where Joe Burrow is getting interviewed live on camera, and um, Jeffrey Simmons, who was probably involved in all nine of those sacks, <laughs> they weren't all him, but he would have certainly not been far away. Um, kind of came up to him to give him a quick handshake and a hug, and Joe clinch? Burrow who'd. I think he, yeah, it looked like he it looked like he did, but there was a genuine, respectful, sort of embrace handshake between the two of them who'd been at each other the whole game, and that's what it should be about. And and credit credit to both, and they just both looked you know, one in a horrible moment of defeat, one in victory, and it was all sportsmanship and all class, and absolutely absolutely love that little moment. Um, I hate that shit. Good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- I'm ha- I'll happily move on <laughs> from, <laughs> from this. Um, Mark, I guess it's your turn. Yeah. I mean... Uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. I really wouldn't. Um, can, look, can we start, Mark, before you before you go into, from a Bill's perspective and from a... Um, from a person who knows what they're talking about perspective. Can I just <laughs> say... Can I just say for for an advert for football in general and people that want to watch exciting football, that game was quite simply one of the best games of football ever. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's and what's the saddest thing is I'm never going to watch a single second of it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got when you've got both quarterbacks pulling out stat lines like they pulled out. With, I mean, there was something ridiculous like both rushing for over a certain amount, both passing for touchdowns, both not having an incompletion, not having a turnover, like or not not an incompletion, not having a turnover. I'll tell, uh, I'll tell you, just, I'll tell you what it is. So, both, it's never been done in NFL history, regular season or postseason, that a quarterback has thrown for three hundred yards, three touchdowns, completed seventy percent of their passes, not thrown into deception. And led their team in rushing with at least 65 yards. Both quarterbacks did it in this game. And not one quarterback has done it on their own in the Ever. history of the NFL. Ever in the NFL. How fucking mad is that? That sounds like the nine sacks thing. <laughs> as, I, Mark, as I said to you, I think we, it was separately on WhatsApp. I just watched that WhatsApp to you individually about this. And, uh, and said, imagine that Bill's offense with that Titans defense. And they'd never lose a game. <laughs> Who's <laughs> stopping that? Because isn't it isn't it mad? You can't even you can't even sort of look at it and go, oh well, the defenses weren't very good, because it was it was like seven seven both quarters of the first half. So you got fourteen all at half time. Yeah, like it's not like defenses were just capitulating. It was good, honest football all the way around. Yeah, it just went insane in the last quarter well, of the fourth quarter. Last quarter of the fourth quarter. Yeah. I did feel watching it that the Chiefs, I mean, not not the start of the game. The first half was was pretty easy and the, pretty even. The Bills started well. But second half, I kind of thought the Chiefs were a step ahead of Buffalo. It was when Mahomes had the ball, it's just like they're going to score. And, uh, and Tyreek Hill's just taking a piss. When Buffalo had the football, 
you like there were a couple of fourth and longs, weren't there? And you sort of think, oh, but Josh Allen got it done, like phenomenal. But I, I, kind of I, I, I would agree with you. There, there was a period in the start of the third quarter um, where the, their their first drive of the third quarter they made a, a field goal, then they scored the touchdown um, and were leading twenty three fourteen, and it didn't look they were moving the ball a lot easier on offense at that point than we were. Um, but then Josh Allen threw, like we got the ball back with two minutes to go in the third quarter and threw one pass for 75 yards to Gabe Davis. And suddenly we're only two points down again. And it was, it was, it just felt like that, that kind of game. I agree with you. I thought for, for periods of the, the start of the third quarter, at least the, the chiefs offensively did look better, um, but they never pulled away. Yeah. I mean, you know, what a game, we've all said it, unbelievable, fantastic. Um I did I did say beforehand I felt like we were sleeping on Mahomes. I've been I feel like we've we've forgotten how mercurial the man can be. Oh, that's what he does. Yeah. He does and every just, year he does that to us. Just comes out and just shows you, you know, levels to this game. But I was watching that last for that fourth that fourth quarter and despite what I said about Mark and Spurs. I was loving every fucking minute of it, right? That game was so exciting. A number of jaw-dropping moments. And it reminded me, I remember there was a, it was Packers Saints on opening, on an opening weekend, early 20, early 2010s. Randall Cobb went off mad. Drew Bees and Aaron Rodgers were unbelievable. And I remember it, it was a fantastic game, ended on a goal line stand. And I remember at the time feeling they're the two best players in the league. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, just brilliant. And I felt exactly the same at the end of this game. And obviously it's all been said, but the two of them just put on a show, so much fun, tough football, and and, and showing us something new as well. It isn't it wasn't the, that same game, right? It wasn't that game. It wasn't it I love when the NFL develops and you see new stars and it's something that Sport, sport does it better than anything. Like WWE, WWF wrestling, where they're trying to go from era to era and get shit because they don't have new people to take over the mantle. And there's so many in that. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Uh, in terms of look how exciting the NFL is now. It, two years ago, it looked shit at one point, and now you've got all of these great quarterbacks with the likes of jo- Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes leading the way. You can watch that game. Anytime, anytime that game can headline and it will fill stadiums, fill seats, get people over. You, you sold that product for ten years, just unbelievable. And you talk about and you you talk about Patrick Mahomes being mercurial and when he gets going is unbelievable. Josh Allen was every bit as good as him in this game. I, I said that, bro. Relax. Yeah. I, well, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm, just, I'm. I'm agreeing with you. I think um, in in a way. Uh, Josh, it felt like Josh Allen had to convert more third and fourth downs than Mahomes did. did. Yeah, I yeah. think Mahomes was it was all more under control. It was more desperate I mean, yeah. for Buffalo, which you, you which just, actually makes it's the more impressive. Was, the thing that, uh, that um, Mahomes was able to do was like their drives were about like five or six plays long. Josh Allen had to have one that was seventeen plays long <laughs> that he kept us in three times on like third and fourth down by sometimes rushing the ball, sometimes finding incredible passes out of his ass. Um, it was just look was, at that fine. Just look at that final 
touchdown for Davis. Oh. Like four for whatever. Like it was shit or bust salute. Hit the floor. It was literally was shit or bust just... salute. The, oh, the and then he's open had... in the end zone. And you're like, yeah. what? The amount of times we had like fourth and seven is this is it. This is the game. If you don't do this, you're done. And every time he did it, Josh Allen deserved better out of this game. I think defensively, we did not help ourselves. Um, some of the tackling was was appalling from from our defensive side of the ball. Um, both, and both defenses. It's 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 ups, it. It felt like a death because the Bills, the Bills are set up. Our, our entire ski, our entire plan last off season was to stop the Chiefs, do what we need to do to stop the Chiefs, and get pass rushes in, which we've done. And it was you know come up with a game plan to stop them, which we did in the regular season, and yet it got to this point, and it still wasn't enough. To I do to stop, I, I think that the um, injury to Matt Matthew made a difference, right? Big, big time, yeah. uh, like and that you, those blown coverages and the, that, that the last touchdown to Gate Davis. You, you 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 think you know you don't want to just pull a player out and say, oh, it, it it wouldn't have happened, but you'd like to think that those those passes would be at least contested and and therefore decisions might be different. So I think that made a huge difference. Still, but, but it's but it's true for but it's true for us with Trey White. Yeah, there, yeah. Like, uh, Absolutely, but it, with that said, regardless of it, I think that yeah, I, I that's mad. I think that um, I think that um, you you talk about the uh, like how well Josh Allen did and um, the game he played. I actually I don't feel like it it shouldn't be a bad thing. Like a bit like what I was saying uh, in the other game, in that actually you, you've you've given your, your your side the best chance. You've played well. Uh, and what great experience against who should be the other top quarterback? You're going to see each other. You want this is your Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Yeah, it's moment. for the it's for the ages. And, the, and, these and, two are going and, to be going at it. For and the And I'm ages, coming back. It? And I'm coming back. So I I think it sh- it could do that. Josh Allen, the world of good Buffalo Just... franchise, the world of good. Uh, and yeah, man, it's an exciting time. It, it would be horrible to lose a game like that. Don't get me wrong; it's nice for a neutral. That would be pretty stingy. But for but if you can take yourself away, yeah, well, man. I, I think that one of the one of the things that pisses me off the most about it is the fact that if we can put up ten points against the Jaguars in the regular season, or if Josh Allen doesn't slip on the one yard line against the Titans and gets it in, that game's in Buffalo. And I think we beat him. He was tackled, mate. He didn't slip. I, th- <laughs> I think. I think the thing is, it's it's exactly what it's exactly what Craig's alluded to here is that this is this is a shit moment, but this is an upward trajectory. It feels like I, I've gone back and watched a load of the 49ers Cowboys stuff from from the 80s and 90s, and it feels like that where you've got one team that just can't quite get past another team in their conference and it feels like that with the bills and the chiefs right now and give it give it a season or two and you'll it's, be it's, winning it's, those it's, games it's and get brady, brady like it's peyton manning not being able to get past tom brady exactly that yeah but and uh, that and be that as it may it, that may well be true and if it is then brilliant and i would love to think that we could be up there challenging in these games and hopefully winning some of these games but 
the NFL is a sport where you never ever know what's around the corner. Yeah. Both our both our coordinators yeah. could go this off season. Week one of next season, Josh Allen gets a lick on a on a on a designed run, and he's never the same player. You just yeah. don't know. This felt like a window. I think if we win this game, I genuinely think we at least we get to the Super Bowl, and we're probably favourites in the Super Bowl if we get there. Um, the oh, way the, that, the that, winner of that game is Super Bowl favourites, and this is two I, games before the Super Bowl. I, I think so. And yeah. it's yeah. with the way that Josh Allen was playing, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. His quarterback rating was off the chart. He was playing incredibly. Yes. You get you get through <laughs> that with fucking thirteen yeah. seconds to go in it. Yeah. You're winning the game. It's you don't know what's around the corner, and that's what is so hard to deal with. It. We'd won the game. The game was won. And some of the fucking play calling after that touchdown that puts us in the lead is an abomination. To not squib kick the kickoff that right. takes that takes four or five seconds off the clock was a disgrace. And I know that there's you've got to take into account mm. that they've just run one back a fair distance. But I'd much squib rather... Kick, squib kick is the play there. It's, it, of course since it is. The, since the of dawn of the NFL, that's that. been the tactic in that you situation. Do, because in that... It, if you do that, even if they get the ball back, so like 20, 30 yards... Not, not, only, on not only does it take time five, off the clock, it's five, harder six, to return for a touchdown. Of course. Than if... Five or six seconds has gone from the clock. The Chiefs have got one play. That screen pass to Tyreek Hill doesn't happen because they can't play that play there. They've got yeah, Hale, but you can't... Come on, man. In that position, the only thing they're going to do when you're playing... You're playing the deep pass is the screen. You've got a tackle. Like I get what you're saying. Sure. Oh yeah. And again, so... but come on, that's great. That's either you either say great offense because you all knew that was going to happen. You knew that, that that is the only play. They're not going to waste. Certainly not the first pass. On so a exactly. So, so again, the, when again the way that the defense played that, knowing that it was going to have to be a screen pass because you've still got 13 seconds, they were all stood 30 yards back. We gave them the middle of the field. Like fucking Tyreek Hill stood there all by himself, and Travis Kelsey even told him that we were going to do it in the run up to it. He said, "You know, they'll probably man me. Um, you know, go head for the middle of the field, and you'll be free." And sure enough, there he fucking was. Like we we rushed on that play. I think we rushed like four or five guys, and it's it should have been one, and everybody else was covering every other blade of grass on the field because he wasn't going to do anything else with it. But you know, it should have been. He should have had that play. Should have been with eight seconds left to go, not thirteen. And you've got eight seconds left to go. We've won the game. If you squib kick it, the game's over. But we didn't. It was twenty-five and... points in the final two minutes. Yeah, twenty-five points. I think I, I, I thought, I'm sure I saw a stat where it said that Pat Mahomes threw a hundred and eighty yards after the two-minute warning. <laughs> 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 Matt, there's a fair amount of yak in there, but yeah, that, that's that's mental. It's unbelievable. Wales well, need to go and get Alvin Kamara. Sorry, they need huh. to go to the Saints and go and get Alvin Kamara. Thanks very much. It's, uh, it, you know, what what we need is a Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, we need someone that is that elite at getting to the quarterback because the amount of times we beat the first person and we had them within our grasp, but, but miss it. And then they still produce like a 20 yard pass. It was happening all game. The tackling wasn't good enough. And I know that they're an elusive and a tricky team to, to wrap up, but I, Doesn't we need you are, you get pressure on the quarterback. It's a different game. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you, you know, we've, if we had a Jeffrey Simmons, we win this game playing like if that. If we I'm had sure. a Josh Allen, we'd be outside. Exactly right. uh, exactly. <laughs> going down that hole again. Um, yeah. 
where where do we stand? Uh, I mean, there's one one part of this, and I, I, I know you, I don't want you get you to get sucked into this, Mark, because that's not that's not how you see it. You're cleverer than that. But the the whole backlash about the overtime rules, and yeah. I like, think Kyle Brandt put this very well in in Good Morning Football when he said that can you imagine a game of baseball where you've got the two biggest teams in 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 the sport playing they play a brilliant game and it's six six after nine innings um someone comes in flukes uh, a, a good hit and then the game's over and the other team doesn't even get a chance to bat because that's what we've got in the NFL at the moment yeah apparently when pitch, pitch better <laughs> I think the the Chiefs um, they went for it, yeah, after the Patriots game. Yeah, and apparently the Bulls voted against it. I'm not saying yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but I do, I do think, I agree with people who argue we'll get it done in regulation and you'll be, and, and you've got no argument. But there is an element of it. You know, you know, as a fan, you're watching that and you think whoever wins the coin toss wins this game. And that is not a way to settle a game of, of there, football like that. There's some there's some stats on this that actually has surprised me. I read that um, I think it's it's like fifty five percent or or less something like less than fifty five percent of games in overtime are won by the team that wins the toss. But it's which, but it's a game seems, like this. Yeah, yeah. Where the offense I, I hear is that, so but... on top. That's where it becomes an issue. And, I, and kind of, it, I kind of think it doesn't matter. Like if you if you get a touchdown, like if even if the other team gets to possess it, you can still stop them. Like it's so much harder then to to get that over the line. I just the college football does a much better job of handling how to deal with overtime. But in, in, in that game, if if Kansas City scored a touchdown, Buffalo would then score a touchdown, and then Kansas City scored another touchdown. So that, you that's did, how so, it would have ended. So, right? so instead, so instead of doing it that way, you just play ten minutes. Yep, yeah, just play, play the quarter. What are you talking about? Just stop the, 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 there's two phases of football. Like this is the thing that frustrates. I don't. I think you've got. I, I I accepted the change in the rule to allow if you score a field goal, the other team gets possession. Fine, but it isn't only offense. You you win the coin toss. If you was the 2001 but it, Ravens... But it is part of it. But, Craig, your argument is there's two phases of football. So let yeah, both so teams play got, both phases. Why? You've got a chance to play defense. Stop but them. That's that no, is your job. That is it, you you, you lose the coin toss. Your job, stop them. Just, you... I mean, cricket, the coin toss can have a significant impact. It is part of the entertainment of the game. But both teams get to bat and bowl. And, and if you get it early, if you get if you get the wicket at the right time, you're going to get an advantage. I don't. I think if you lose, if you if you've let it get to the right there's no other sport in the world. If, if, if you if you get if you get if you do not manage to influence the game in four quarters, an hour of football, then it is what it is. You've got I, you I go disagree, out there I disagree, and you I couldn't disagree. Defense. I couldn't disagree with you. There is there is no. Why didn't your no team sport. vote that way then? Well, yeah, well, they would now. I um, fixed it anyway weeks ago when I told you that the best way to do it is not have a coin toss. Give the ball to the team that's had the most total yards on offense during the regular during the regular game. I, I, that I, I, that way, another random metric. I don't think it oh. should matter. Shouldn't matter. Should the, the fuck the coin that. toss off? It doesn't matter. Don't do it. Just give it to one of the teams and play the te- play ten minutes. Winning you know four. I, tweet, I tweeted. I tweeted this. I'm with. Craig. I'm kind of with Craig, but I, oh, 
I don't know if I feel that strongly. There is, there is no uh, other sport like, in the world where it can be decided by not letting the entire sport be played. But mate, those are the rules, and everybody, nonsense. and everybody, and these things only, only these only things only rear their heads in the playoffs when teams go up. Right? Yeah. Everybody knew the rules at the start of the yeah. season, and this is only a problem now because you've lost. Same you but it's but, but it, to be fair, but, the Chiefs are saying the same thing. They're saying they, you yeah, know, but yeah, no, fine, fine. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it only becomes a problem when someone loses in overtime. And it's mad. Every, everybody, why would yeah. you want to take but, that away? This, this is my thing. but it's but it's not it's like exciting. When last were you talking about penalty shootout? The penalty shootout's exciting. Yeah, correct. It's a penalty shootout, and both teams get to take a fucking shot. Itself was pure anticipation. Purely it's on the basis that we know when these two are lighting up, they've just scored. They've just uh, had a thousand yards of offense and a million points in the last two minutes. Whoever wins this coin toss is going to win this that's, fucking game. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's exciting. It's not. Up, you shouldn't decide. You shouldn't decide a game of fucking fixture by a coin toss. Boo you, mate. <laughs> Ten years ago, you could have just kicked a field goal. Penalty shootout and saying to someone, right, you're going to take the kicks. The other team, you're only allowed to save them. Good luck. Well, that's not the same. It is. It is. And, uh, no, no I'm with Mark. Just, that's no, exactly what it is. No, it's not. Of course so, it's well, not. No, you've got, got a goalkeeper. You go in the game. You've got to go six. You've got to go. You've got to go. What are you talking about? You've got seventy-five same, yards of and to cover six yards. As, as a host of this podcast, I need to take action here. We've got to move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect so quite tremendous the, uh, the level of passion and debate we were we were getting into there. Right, the Bengals are going to Arrowhead um, to to face the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, which is the AFC Championship game that everybody expected. Um, <laughs> can the Bengals do anything in Arrowhead? Um, I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a very different game to the one they played in Nashville if they if they do. I think it'll be a very different game to the one that these teams played out in the regular season as well. Um, and I think the Chiefs will win as comfortably as the Rams win. Okay, Pat, you've been thinking. I've well uh, assigned you this game to think about um, in a very loose sense when we uh, start recording. Um, any way that you could see the Bengals doing some something? I mean, why not? They already knocked off the number one seed. They've got an offence that's difficult to stop and a pass rush, pass rush that's very dangerous. And that's a combination that can trouble any side if they are even a smidgen off their game. And the Chiefs have trended in the right direction, but they haven't consistently done that all season. So, you know, you can only hit those heights so many times and having to hit the height that hard to beat probably the second best team in the NFL, right? Can you get yourself up and do that again a week later? Or was that your cup final and are you too knackered to re-reach those heights? So I think it's a shame that we probably had the best game of the season two games before the Super Bowl between the two best sides in the NFL. And um, yeah, it would have been nice to have to reach that pinnacle on the uh, the biggest game of the year. Yeah, it, it's just a quirk of obviously they're in the same conference. Um, you can't get around that. Um, but yeah, neither neither of them were the the number one seed, so they were they were facing each other. Um, I I kind of feel like what you said about getting themselves up again and for what that Titans win would have taken out of them. Um, it's it's going to be hard for them. Um, I think the they'll they'll score more points on the Chiefs. I'm sure. 
and their their offense will be much more prolific. It will be a more better in inverted commas, a better inverted commas game to watch for the neutral because there'll be more yards and more points. And uh, unless you're a fan of of good defense, but the the Chiefs will have, I would think, more of a field day, much more of a field day than the Titans did. <laughs> um, that would be a yeah, an understatement. So I, yeah, I just can't see the Bengals keeping pace with them. But you know, they played you know, again. They uh, they came together in the regular season um, very recently, like the 49s and Rams. So who knows? I don't think you can write off the Burrow Chase show. I think that is that is a connection that has shown that it, it can just be explosive out of nowhere throughout the regular season. And I think. The Chiefs have got their own version of that, but I also think that the Bengals, the Bengals are the best placed AFC team to make those explosive plays against them. Yeah, I think you can run on the Chiefs. I would as say well. that's the Bills, but anyway, that's. I, <laughs> I think you can run on the Chiefs. Well, you say. And I think if Joe Mixon gets going, I think the Bengals <laughs> have a chance. Yeah, I uh, agree with Russ there, and Adam, you say that about the Bills, but. I wouldn't have expected Gabriel Davis to be the player that was on the receiving end. I'd have expected it to be Diggs, and they shut Diggs down. So well, that's that, yeah, that I we'll see. Down, we'll see. What open it, open they open might tra- shut Chase down, and it be Boyd or whoever. You know, yeah, that. I, I mean, it, I just think that 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 offense can be so explosive at times that if the Chiefs get in any way, if they're casual at all about this game, they're going to get hurt. I'm a Bengals fan for this one. I don't don't see the Chiefs being casual at all. Um, I think the big thing for me is that the Chiefs, um, the the Bengals secondary is not the secondary that the Bills have, right? That that back end, particularly at the safety position for the Bills, are as good as it gets in the league. And we saw what Mahomes was able to do. So I really don't see Patrick Mahomes having any issue scoring points. So don't get me wrong. I think since he will score points as well, but if it's, you're talking about going toe to toe, touchdown for touchdown with Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I'm probably taking Patrick Mahomes. Having the Tyro Matthew factor is going to be massive. If he's fit, um, that he, they, they will, they need him big time. This was the game a couple of weeks ago where Chase ran. Well, Chase received 266 yards in the game, um, and that was with Matthew. If they can get him back, that makes a massive difference. Well, Ma- yeah, Chase, is... Chase is no Gabriel Davis, so they, Matthew has to play. Otherwise, it could, it could, yeah, could be 55, 47. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always yeah. funny. It's always funny how those concussions in the playoffs seem to uh, last less time than the yeah, 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 yeah. regular season. Uh, well, yeah. Mahomes, a year, Matt Mahomes last ago. season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we ran him off then. <laughs> to our, to our, well, well, yeah, Craig. not aware of a concussion this week for him, anyway. Right, and um, Craig, you're picking the Chiefs. You just said that, Pat. Are you doing the same? <laughs> On balance, yes. I don't like it. But um, I think <laughs> it will be closer than the NFC uh, Championship game. That's kind of how I feel. I should I should be hard rooting against the Bengals based on what's just happened, but I don't I don't feel like that to be honest. Um, and so yeah, the Chiefs for me. Uh, Rich, head says Chiefs, heart says I would love a 49ers Bengals old school Super Bowl. 
It won't oh, happen. It, it wouldn't be an old school like. Super Bowl, would it? But yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, Russ, you in agreement? Yeah, Chiefs all day. Mark? Oh, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just fairly unanimous. Um, all right, other stuff going on in the NFL. Um, Sean Payton has, I guess you'd say, announced his retirement. He's uh, certainly stepping away from the Saints which there have been a few rumours in recent days, but I'm not sure this was expected necessarily. It's, I mean, he's, he's leaving a shit show behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. whether, whether that's his fault is, is another debate. Um, but, well, where next for Peyton and where next for the Saints? Um, it's it's tricky from a Peyton point of view because there's obviously there's people of this parish think that he's just trying to angle himself for a a big job elsewhere and that may well be the case but he's contracted to the saints for the next three years so if he there's got to be an awful lot of shenanigans that go into making that happen if he's going to be a coach elsewhere um i i I do. I, there's a bit of me that wonders if he takes a step away from it, ends up in the booth for yeah, I was going to say that couple, couple of years of ESPN and then, he gets, and then gets he's comfortable. Back. Get well, maybe get maybe it goes the other way and he gets comfortable and he thinks actually I'm I'm not taking I'm not dealing with the shit. I'm getting paid very handsomely. Um, I, I think I'll just stick with this for now. Thank you. He does seem like a guy who would absolutely miss. He's the kind of guy that will be like I'm going to take a year out and then at the like halfway through the off season changes his mind has itchy feet and then comes back next year but he can't but he can't go back elsewhere it's the, unless he unless whoever he goes to gets a massive load of compensation to the saints he's contracted to them so he'd have to wait three years potentially yeah. uh, and that's fine <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't i don't anticipate it taking three years and i i truly will be gobsmacked if a uh, a coach like Sean Payton looks across the NFL right now with the quarterbacks that are available. Uh, and, you know, Drew, when you're with quarterback coach relationships, when you're talking about what him and Drew Brees had and what they meant to that city, we talked about how it didn't work with Aaron Rodgers, despite the Saints maybe not getting the number of Super Bowls that you would have hoped at one point. They made everything to New Orleans. So the coach going... It was probably it's probably been planned and muted since then, and this was this is probably why we saw Taysom Hill getting all that fucking ridiculous money because he had no interest in finding a new real fucking quarterback. <laughs> he just needed he just someone needed else doing that. <laughs> yeah, he needed this chump around maybe, while maybe. Drew Brees was was finishing up. Um, but I I I would be absolutely shocked if a coach like Sean Payton, who at one point was the you know the savant of the NFL. This was the young, bright, innovative, offensive coach. And I just think time moves so quickly. How he is is an old head at this point is nuts to me. And he would just love, love a chance with one of these new quarterbacks. And you look, he was my coach for, he was my shout for coach of the year, purely because what he's done this season is, is incredible in the fact that it's not where, you know, he's not just had to deal with an injury and overcome it, he's had to give three, he's had to scheme a plan around three different quarterbacks, all of which are massively different to one another. Um, and he's still managed to make I'd that argue team. He didn't have to scheme anything around one of them. Um, I'd have got <laughs> someone off the street instead, but that's just me. Um, but the fact that he, well, to back it up then, the fact that he had that resource and he still managed to make that team 
been to, into competitive and really, really close to a, a playoff team is an incredible job. And um, he would. I mean, I, I, there's not many teams. Is, there's not many NFL teams that he wouldn't improve. Dennis Dallas. Dennis Allen certainly helped him do that this year. Um, but yeah, 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 maybe maybe it's it, it felt it's, it felt like the right time if there was one. Um, it's a, it's think, a bit like the fact that you know he's been there so long and had Drew Brees with him almost the entire time. Um, I think it just he, didn't feel the same. Do you think he had listened to Drew Brees on commentary and just went? Fuck me, that's way easier. He's he's looking that he's making that look hard. I can do a much better job. I'm going to get in there. I think you you put someone like Sean Payton in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. That's a that's a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, absolutely. I probably yeah. immediately. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Wow, that's what I'm saying. There's so many opportunities across across the NFL with new young quarterbacks that he just oh mate I, and, I, and I'm here for it I would love to see it I would be such an exciting if, move if the Titans hired him as offensive coordinator would that reduce the amount of compensation we'd have to pay <laughs> <laughs> just a thought um okay one final thing uh which he came up in the quiz uh Byron Leftwich have the Jaguars announced him yet Pat even not. Been on air. it's still expected slash can confirm slash can conform depending on who writes their tweets with <laughs> correct typing. Um, so yeah, it's it's potentially quite exciting news, I guess. There's mixed reaction. I think mostly positive. I kind of look back to his mixed success as a quarterback for us, and uh, he left. No one was particularly sad that he was replaced. So. I don't know. There's there's mixed memories there, but by all accounts, he's a pretty high character guy from the uh, feedback you read around the place, and that's broad enough to think that it's a genuine case and not just people being nice for the sake of being nice. He's obviously very intelligent about the world and the game. Um, people speak very highly of him who don't need to just do because they genuinely respect him. So it can only be a step up and I think it's going to be a pretty big step up if it happens. Um, pretty positive. But as I said in multiple other areas, until they shift Trent bulky, I'm not going to be positive about the long-term future taking massive steps forward because that's a, a major stumbling block for the last two years and it's taken us backwards, not forwards. So we'll see how we go. That, um, that last, I mean, if there was any, ever any doubt that last Bucks drive, has pretty much, I mean, if he doesn't end up latch on somewhere, I mean, if the Jags don't pick him up, someone, he, uh, you can't, what more can a coordinator do? Uh, it, it is, uh, he's had such a good run uh, at Tampa Bay, and I, I really want to see him. He's, he's, he's made Tom Brady look uh, good. Gave, gave Tom Brady his best season, you know, arguably. Yeah, that that to me is it's it would be nothing but positive. I know what you're saying about your GM, but you know, you've you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, he's <laughs> that, a good hire with or without the, the GM change, but without the GM change, I don't see him having the strength with Patty Cud. I assume we don't care about the GM hires other than Mark being sad that one of them's the Bills. Correct. Okay. Any other business? <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably the only reason you're still here. So uh, it, it, yeah. it is exactly the only reason I'm still here. 
It's um, the only reason he was here in the first place. <laughs> I mean, that is also possibly true. So, I mean, I don't know if, how much of Twitter you've seen. I don't know how much of rugby Twitter you follow. Um, but there was a post on Monday for uh, a father had put a photo of his child on. And let's make no bones about it. He's a big kid, right? He's he's carrying a few extra bits around the middle. You know, he's... How, how would you know about that? <laughs> so, listen... You're right? about to fat shame a child. I'm, absolute, I'm, really ab- I'm absolutely not about to fat shame a child. But what I'm going to say is this. The father put his photo off of his son in a rugby kit on the rugby field. Um, and as part of the tweet, he, he states that due to some abuse on Facebook, um, he had to remove a post. Bearing in mind the only people that he's friends with or that can view his stuff on Facebook uh, can comment. Uh, he decided to put it on Twitter and it, it very quickly went viral. Traditionally a place you put stuff if it's previously been trolled. Yeah. Stick it on Twitter. Yeah, Everyone's well, lovely exa- about stuff there. Exactly. So what so once he put this photo and a post on Twitter about a, a post being taken down off Facebook, there was a barrage of people trying to be the nicest people in the world. <laughs> All of the rugby community like and and rugby pisses me off with this because uh, whilst whilst most of the people I know are thoroughly decent people, a lot of them are like massive pissheads and and they act raucously and they're just you know they're, they're fairly outrageous, right? They're not salt of the earth type of people who are white of the white, sort of pristine, clean, right? So to get all these rugby players and managers and referees going oh yeah good on you lad yeah you know keep playing rugby you know it's all good for you but i'm talking not like players the official england rugby account the all blacks the australians there were south african players the referee nigel owen said oh i'll come and referee your game for you um he uh nick mullins the guy who commentates on bt sports said yeah Alfie, you know what back. I'll I'll come I'll come down and and commentate on a game for you and I'm, I just found myself thinking well what the fuck are you going to commentate on are you just going to stand on the sidelines and shout because no cunt's going to broadcast it so what a stupid thing to say right but everybody literally circle Doug, Doug might get the gig filming it and you don't every, want to miss, miss everybody the job. just everybody just circle wanked over this this post and it was it was horrible to watch because right from the very start. I just felt like, and I'm not, it's not an I told you so thing. It's just, there was something fishy about it. Like, then people would give were giving him free stuff. Oh, here, Alfie, have a whole free bag of kit. Here, Alfie, here's the Welsh front row for a, for a free Welsh shirt. Here, Alfie, here's Premiership Rugby giving you two tickets to the Premiership final for being a fat kid. Right? Being a fat kid, and his dad has put a picture of him being a fat kid on Twitter. And all of these people, I said, oh, rugby's for everyone. Rugby's this, rugby's that, right? This kid is probably going to end up in a worse situation now because if that was my dad and he put that on Twitter, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Even at 12 years old, what are you doing? 
you've just made my life complete and utter hell. And all that's happened is all these, like Michelle Rue Jr., the chef, commented on it, right? And he replied to Michelle Rue going, oh, yeah, he's always wanted to be a chef. No, he hasn't. It's just because he eats a lot, right? <laughs> the fact you could tell, you know, you bet, you can bet that in the background they were saying, oh, yeah, but he's, you know, he's not really that fat. He's got complex needs. No, 5,000 calories a day is not a complex need, right? Stop overfeeding your tired child, have some responsibility and stop fucking hanging him out to dry on Twitter to get all this sympathy and free stuff. Just so happens that people have been back through Mr. Pugsley's tweets from years ago, Adam, and I know you might re- retort to this with, right? But I'm not trying to be a great guy. Um, <laughs> is uh, oh, and, and there's, there's, there's tweets that he has sent that are racist that are homophobic, that are fattest. He tweeted Tyson Fury, calling him an ugly fat gypsy. He added Tyson Fury. (laughs) Well, yeah, LOL, absolutely. (laughs) He offered him out. He offered Tyson Fury out. This Tyson Fury might be able to find him now. Well, that's my point. I hope out of all of this. But but this afternoon, so he's now showed the Facebook post with comments. And one of the comments was, you know, you think he should be playing age-grade rugby. His dad calls this kid the A-Train. Probably because he's so fucking fat. I've got a question. Go on. What's a circle, wank? (laughs) Where where everybody just goes off and pretends to be amazing and and just, like, congratulates each other about how great they are. And, you know, it's like a real mutual appreciation society. I'm I'm just really sad you didn't call it a literal circle jerk. Yeah, I mean that could have could have been uh, I could have had you tree on the phone, but but above all else, right? I feel sorry for the kid. Like if he's if he's had abuse or if he gets the Mickey taken out of him because he's a bit overweight, we've all kind of been there. Like kids for time and memoriam, fat kids have had the piss taken out of them. That doesn't mean that they need to be plastered all over Twitter and everybody going, "Oh, poor kid, keep playing rugby, lad. Rugby's for everyone." Right? Are you going to do that Premiership rugby? Are you going to offer every 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 parent that posts a picture of their fat child that's been abused on Twitter? Are you going to give them two tickets to the Premiership final? Because if that's the case, Twickenham is going to be full very very quickly, and you're not going to have enough room for your sponsors. And, and so they, you've made a fucking rough your own back there. More than one seat each anyway. Well, probably, <laughs> but 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 it's. It's just turned into an absolute farce to the point now where this guy, like people have seen these tweets and he's now deactivated his account. So all of the free stuff he's probably been offered will just fall by the wayside because he no longer has a Twitter account. I, my reaction here is, and I saw this really randomly saw this really early, like before it really gained traction and like one or two famous people have replied. And I thought, that's nice. But then it's like there's a limit to how far something can go and so it can go it just went too viral um and very quickly it's like that yeah that's enough but nobody bothered to fact check nobody bothered to fact check anything well, that, that's a sep- that's a separate thing like why should why should whoever the first like Nigel Owens or whoever why why should he fact check it just well, come, no, he shouldn't. Just come back he's and just, said something he's just like said, yeah exactly and i'm not i'm not against that right because twitter's a fucking cesspool so when people do say something nice, it's a bit of a shock. But this 
just because of how big it went just it's it's, it's gonna go ugly it will it smelt it 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 smelt fishy right from the very start that's all i'm saying Mm. i called it and on with you russ it's the you know that he's going to be the fat kid on twitter among like all of the people at school that were maybe already teasing him it's only going to get worse and that's that's just shit for him and if his dad's doing it so he can get free shit, but people, people, were, then that people sucks. were reply people were replying to him with pictures of themselves when they were fat when they were younger, going, "Don't worry about it, Alfie. You know you'll get through this. Alfie's not going to see the fucking thing, mate. His dad is doing it for likes. Grow up. Yeah. Maybe Fuck he's me. maybe he's uh, yeah that that it just likes and free stuff, Russ. Anyway, I'm just. Fucking trolling the shit out of him now because I can't remember. <laughs> but so I posted a, a photo of myself when I was really fat, um, asking for some free stuff, and saying that my <laughs> saying that my dad hasn't got Twitter, so I've had to post it myself. Yeah, but you're right about all this stuff of like, what's anything come these through people? Yet? They're not they're not going to do it for everyone. They're just doing it because it's blown up and they want to look generous. Of course, of course, it's all it's, it's all it's absolutely hollow. Of course, it is, um, and it. Yeah, so sometimes like a something going viral, like isn't a reason alone to lord something, you know. <laughs> Just so yeah, like yeah. a low key comment, like from Nigel Owens or whoever, that's nice. It doesn't need the All Blacks chiming in after four hundred and twelve other people have. I don't know. Yeah, it it went a bit crazy, didn't it? I has anyone got any other, any other business after that? <laughs> I've, I've, I've got one that I saw today, and it makes me wonder what the fuck is wrong with people who run organisations, not necessarily in this country, but around the world. When the president of FIFA, Gianni Infantino, was giving a speech today, and a bit of it was trying to sell the concept of a, a World Cup every two years, which is a stupid idea at the best of times. Nobody wants a World Cup every two years. It's it's ridiculous. Least of all the players want that. Yeah, that can fuck off. Fuck off. Gianni Infantino's, uh, the rationale he gave today for doing this is that it would prevent refugees leaving Africa to come to Europe. What? Yeah. Oh, I saw. Uh, now, I saw, yeah, I saw. He said, huh. we, we, I mean... Uh, and fancy like thinking that this is like these actual words coming out of your mouth being a thing in the first place, but using this as a reason to push your agenda of a, of a world cup every two years. When he said, we have to give the Africans hope that they don't have to cross what? the Mediterranean to perhaps be able to have a better life here. We have to give them opportunities and dignity and they're going to get that. Apparently, right. what by extra World Cups in by the having a, by having a World Cup every two years? That's what nuts. the fuck is wrong with these people? Wrong, this man earns like seven figures a year. They're so far removed, mate. People in people in power, and you could use this across all sorts of different things. Are so far removed from what actual normal life is all about, and you know we're we're pretty far removed from what African life is all about, right? Right, but like quite a, quite a distance. Imagine how far away I'm those. I'm close enough are. to know that an extra World Cup every 
couple of it's, years. That's yeah. all it I've took. Got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got mates who live in Africa. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, absolutely. Like, trust me, they're fine, it's, man. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like that fucking Middlesex chairman saying, yeah, well, um, Caribbean people don't play cricket. Uh, because oh because uh, because they like football and rugby better, and Asian people, Asian South Asian people don't play cricket in London because uh, they're all into academics and academia, so you lose them. <laughs> he the, the, the chairman of Middlesex to a racism council for yeah, improving racism in cricket. That's what I'm saying. This man. old cunt <laughs> says, "Nah, they don't want to play. Don't worry about it. We're not. We're not excluding them." They don't want to play anyway. Honestly, there is All nothing like yeah. there's oh. nothing like the confidence of a middle class white guy. Old white dude, yeah, millionaire. Old, old white dude. dude. Old white dudes. Um, you I'll don't go. Give a fuck, mate. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but what the actual fuck is he yeah. doing? Nuts. I'll go next, Adam. Um, yeah. So. Uh, there. Obviously, I'm an MMA fan, and, and there was an event on the weekend. UFC heavyweight uh, fight with Ngannou and Cyril Gane. Long story short, Ngannou popped on the scene, knocking brothers out with unbelievable power. Fair to say, limited technique, but just an absolute beast of a man. Uh, sold a lot of pay-per-views. Lost one or two fights. Came back, won the title. <clears throat> and has seemingly had like this realization that you know the UFC as much as I love MMA and get that there needs to be sort of that premium uh, platform the argument around finances is becoming a, a, a big issue right people have become much more aware of what type of revenue, uh, revenue is generated from these big pay-per-views right so you've got the biggest the marquee division with the most explosive heavyweight that the division has seen in many years <clears throat> and he's in a position where at one point where you've got nothing you want to take these contracts 100 grand here 500 grand there and it feels like life changing money but when you're in a position where you could be garnering million two million five million and you're stuck in a position where you can't go anywhere to get this money because you're under contract <clears throat> You realise that, and there's obviously no, there's no structure. These are independent contractors, there's no union. You realise the challenges that that presents for him in terms of needing to consistently win. So this guy goes into what technically prior to the fight, if he didn't watch the fight, was one of the most dangerous fights he could have. Turns out the man is injured with two, you know, a, a bad knee, and a, the last thing you want in a fight is a blown out knee. Uh, and goes out there, backs himself and wins. Res despite going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the, you know, the number one guy in the sport, the most powerful man in the sport, sharing that information with everyone, knowing that if you lose, it's probably game over for you anyway. Doing it with class and dignity, not having to chat shit, not throwing stuff and smashing stuff and punch people in the face, despite if you did punch people in the face, you could possibly kill them. The guy is an absolute legend. Uh, Got to respect the hustle. It is such a hard thing to do when you fight um, for money. Uh, it, you put in so much risk. And it, it, these, this, these amounts of money sound like lots, but when you've got to pay for camps and trainers and coaches and sessions, you know, it, 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 you deserve to be paid because of what you put in online. So 
it's a tough one out there for fighters, and it's in a it's a it's a it's an important story. Um, and you know, big up Francis and Garnu, and I'd love to see him fight in MMA. I don't fancy him in boxing match against Tyson Fury, but I'd pay to watch it. And uh, yeah, yeah, big up Francis. You mentioned class and dignity there, Craig. Um, that makes me think I should go next because I'm about to talk about the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> and it's it, some some and a minority. I get that. Um, some Titans fans um, taking to social media to vent their views. Um, and I'm sure it's the same for other teams, but it's when you see it and it just makes you sick. Um, like you have a gut wrenching defeat in the playoffs. Like vent about it, fine. But express your opinions, fine. Uh, but don't at a player's wife in a threatening way towards him and his family. Um, just have no. There are there are limits, and it, it's like some of some of what I've seen on social media in the last few days is is disgusting. And that's so far beyond the limits that it should be unthinkable. And you know, yeah. shirt burning twats are too far. Oh frankly. well, that yeah. Oh, this, yeah. I mean, he's only wasting his own money um, if you're burning burning a jersey. But um, yeah, atting Lauren Tannehill, um, threatening her husband, kind of goes not just over the line. So far past the line, you don't even know where the line is. Um, anyway, that'll do. Uh, this could be this is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> All sorts of records being broken. Uh, Pat, any other business? Two quick things. Just uh, I want to put out an open offer to the FA because you clearly don't have anyone who's played or watched football before making your VAR decisions. So hit uh, me up on Twitter at Rattius underscore Johansson. I'll do that job for you. I've played and watched plenty of football in my times. I reckon I can tell when a player throws himself into a goalkeeper when a goalkeeper trips someone off. It's not that fucking difficult. <laughs> and if you're going to be doing it in front of a TV audience, watching slow motion replays and still getting it wrong... Yeah. You're embarrassing yourself every week. I can help As you. As a that. Liverpool fan, that was not a penalty. Yeah, not even close. Um, give give Pat that job, please. Um, <laughs> no, I, do. That... No, no, Pat. Pat's going to be the next prime minister, so he can't do that job as well. He can I do, do like jobs. a party. That is true. We've <laughs> <laughs> oh, ambushed with any cake. Yet, I mate. thought we were going to get get through the podcast without that. Um, Rich, finish this off. Uh, did you have another one, Pat? Or was you said you had two? Uh, I was going to say, on a more positive note, the uh, first responder program on BBC with uh, Martin Freeman's really good. Check that out. All right. Well, I've got a very quick one, which is Afterlife is back for its third and final season. I watched four episodes back to back last night because that's when I realised it was actually back. And it's just as bloody brilliant as it's ever been. So go and watch it and enjoy it. And and also, well done, Ricky Gervais, for writing something, knowing what story you want to tell in three seasons and sticking to that and not getting someone telling you, oh, you know, we could extend this for another 10 years and you can make millions. And yeah, he's just, he's got this, it's done. That's it. That's all you're getting. I love it. There we go. Uh, uh, yeah, not, uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I um, haven't seen all of the third series yet, but uh, get, getting well on with it. Uh, fantastic stuff. There we go. Another podcast in the books. Same time next week. Well, we'll debate the time off air. It might be more efficient. <laughs> um, but yeah, championship games. Um, enjoy. Um, and yeah, Super Bowl. All, all coming to an end. Let's go, Super Maddie Stafford! <laughs> <laughs>
everyone else go well. say Robbie Gould's name once in the 49ers bit but ah. apparently I'm a terrible 49er fan <laughs> love, it doesn't love. matter this has been established <laughs>